Hello and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple. Today we're back in the podcast studio. I've got a special episode for you. We've got no guests today with us, so this is a solo episode for myself, but it's a special episode in where we are recapping the month of November, which is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. And for us, it was a special month, um, naturally given the magnitude of where we are in the space and with the disease, but also special because previous episode, we talked about going into the month and all the things that we had coming up in the month of November. So this episode, we can kind of look back and, and as they say, hindsight is 2020, but we look back at all the things that transpired and to look back is, is really special for us here at Project Purple. And, and I'll explain what I mean by that. We started the month in New York City for the New York City Marathon. And wow, what a weekend it was. Um, it was a lot different than in, in years past and traditionally than what we've had. And what do I mean by that is traditionally we fielded teams from, I think our smallest team ever in New York City was about 15 runners and our largest team was over 100, 110 runners. So this year we had uh, 59 runners on race day. So it was kind of in the middle, it wasn't our biggest, wasn't our smallest, but man, was it special um, for a variety of reasons. Um, one being that it was the 50th running of the New York City Marathon. So there was a lot of pomp and circumstance, but also this was the first New York City Marathon since 2019. The 2020 race was canceled due to the pandemic. And, you know, still going into 21, there was still, I, I feel a lot of uncertainty in this part of the country, um, within the running community. Naturally, we, we went to Chicago in, in beginning of October and, and that race went off without any issues. All the other world majors other than Tokyo went off without any issues. But I don't know, there was, there was just kind of this sense of, you know, New York being maybe the, the place where, you know, COVID really kind of blew up a bit. Uh, and, you know, the, the, what it's done to the, the New York City community as a whole is, is kind of a, another story and another day for another podcast. But it's just really fascinating. I think there was some hesitation, I, I think on everyone's part, naturally, just to see what the pandemic has done to New York City and if this race would really happen and if it would happen the way that I think everyone knew the race and, and knew about the race. And, and, you know, clearly, you know, New York Roadrunners, great organization, you know, they were hyping up the race and sharing a lot of, you know, old footage from years and years past and having a lot of social media work with just previous champions and just like stories of just like some amazing stories of people who have won the race and people who have ran the race. So there was this huge pomp and circumstance building up to it. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, wow, man, like, what's this really going to look like? Is it going to look like what the race has looked like in the past? And, you know, we get there on a Friday, typically, you know, and here's prior Friday is a, an amazing day. Uh, typically we'd get there a lot earlier, but, you know, to, to, uh, this year get there on Friday. And traditionally there's a huge parade opening ceremonies. Central park is alive. Uh, the grandstands are up, uh, you know, the flags are up, all the barriers are up. And there's just this like epic explosion of energy 
on Friday night with the opening ceremonies, and there wasn't any of that this year. It was very low-key. They did do an opening ceremony, but it was somewhat I think it was semi-private in the sense they they had uh, some of their professional runners, some of their international uh, runners that had gotten here through uh, whatever COVID uh, COVID regulations that they they've gotten through, and um, you know they they kind of kicked things off, and, and the expo was a lot different. It wasn't open to the public; um, it was appointment only. You had to show negative tests, proof of COVID vaccination. And so there wasn't a lot of buildup as there are in years past on a, on a Friday, um, you know, going into the marathon. And then Saturday for us has always been our big event, which is our team dinner, where we get to celebrate our top fundraisers and, you know, share success stories and, and stories of survival or what we're doing within the, 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 uh, the community of research as a whole with our fundraisers. Um, and we didn't do that this year. We actually, um, did have, um, our VIP event on Thursday night via zoom. So day before all the festivities kicked off in New York. And then Saturday we held a, an outdoor meet and greet with our team on a rooftop, which was really cool, really special. Um, a lot different for us, as I've said in the past, we usually have had a, a team dinner and also a VIP lunch on Saturday afternoon. So this was a little bit different, but you know, it got us, it gave us the opportunity, I should say that, you know, we got to sit down and, and meet a lot of the families and share so many stories, um, which is part of this job that, uh, that I have to say here on this podcast is something that I've really embraced and really found strength in talking to families about their own experiences. And this is probably something that is, uh, I don't know, the silver bullet in, in what we've done here at Project Purple. And it hasn't just been me. There's been so many people involved on the staff, so many people listening at home that have participated in events and, and supported the, the organization. But I've kind of said this thing that there's strength in numbers. And if you know, you know, what I'm about to say is it's just so powerful to meet someone for the first time and to, to hear their story and then to find a connection and to find strength in each other and, and to come away from that conversation as awful as the conversation is, because it's a, it's about a, a tragedy and, you know, a sad reality that we all know, which is this thing called pancreatic cancer, but then to have this common bond and to, and to know that you are not alone, like you experienced the same thing and you had those same emotions and still have those same emotions and same feelings is just tremendous, it's just so powerful. And that was something that uh, I was really kind of, it, it warmed my heart that on Saturday that we were able to still do that with our runners. Um, you know, it, some of these folks have been on Zoom meetings for 20 months, uh, almost two years. You know, we've had Zoom meetings with our teams and it was just so awesome to finally meet people, share stories, see the team interact, hang out and talk. Um, there was a lot of nerves, nervous energy, I guess I would say on that Saturday. Um, you know, and, and, and then, you know, come Sunday race day, it, it was really, you know, for us here at Project Purple, one thing that, uh, that I've always said as well is like, we're going to be out there. We're going to be the loudest group. We're going to cheer, cheer the longest, make sure we see every runner go by. 
cheer the loudest for everyone, um, especially our runners. And that's something that I've really kind of uh, taken to heart, I guess you would say. If you follow us on social media, this year was special. We were decked out head to toe, uh, myself and Vin and Marcy, and, and we had Keelan with us, one of our ambassadors um, in purple. And uh, we were super loud this year uh, in Brooklyn, uh, super loud in Manhattan. And uh, it was just an amazing day. It was a really long day. It was a lot longer than in the past. Typically on, on race weekend, we do an after party, uh, but due to COVID this year uh, and some of the regulations, we just decided, you know, the best thing would be to just do the outdoor meet and greet and then really just be there all day on Sunday, uh, just cheering with friends and family and supporters. And I got to tell you, I've run the race three times and, and 13 and 14, and then I cheered from 15 all the way through to 18 um, in Brooklyn. And then in 19, I ran the race again. And so it was just amazing for me to be back cheering in the streets of Brooklyn. Um, we've become friends with the folks there in Brooklyn that live right in the, the section that we chair. Um, it was just awesome. And I've got to say, I think this year there were probably more fans that I've ever seen in that area, particularly, but from what I've understand from uh, from the folks that run the race and and from talking to runners on the course, than in any years um, that we've been involved with the race, it was just really special. Now, granted, the weather was like ideal. Usually, you get like great weather for runners, and it's a little cool for spectators. Um, or you get the reverse where, you know, it's, it's good for spectating, but not necessarily maybe a little too warm for runners. Uh, but this year it was just perfect, man. The, the stars aligned and we had perfect weather for that race that day on that Sunday. And man, what a day. Um, you know, for me, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that's really special. I've always seen the New York City Marathon. Naturally, it's the start of November for us, which is always super special um, because we, we just jump out of the gates with our biggest fundraiser in that first weekend in November on the biggest stage in road racing in the entire world. And, you know, we're typically one of the top charities over the last five years in terms of fundraising. And so it's just so special uh, to be back out there and see so many of uh, the friends that I've become friends with, people I've become friends with over the last 10 years of being involved in that event and just seeing how excited the runners were, how excited the crowds were, uh, just the love for the running community. You know, it, it's, it's a testament to humanity you know, there's a couple runners that posted about this, you know, just with all the things that are going on in our world today. And, and this is not the show to talk about that, but given all the, the complexities of what's happening in our world, and, and even if you look at our space, you know, with this disease, how complex and it is and, and what it does to families, it's just wild to see, like, run, go run a marathon or go chair marathon runners and just see, you know, the persistence, the courage and the humanity that you'll find in, in a marathon and in particular in the marathon runners is just really, really special. And, and you know, none of that mattered. Didn't matter politics, didn't matter race, sex, any of that. All that mattered was that uh, people were completing something epic, 26.2 miles for so many amazing causes. I mean, there's so many, and that, that's what, 
Another piece that just is so great about the marathons for me has just been, as I said, I've become friends with a lot of these people from various organizations, but it's just so cool to see everyone achieve that goal of, of finishing the marathon. And, and, you know, for almost, I think it was like 730 days, we, we, we waited for that moment. Uh, it's just so epic and so awesome. So November, we jumped out really, really loud, really fast to give you guys some idea of numbers. So I said we had 58 runners. We we're sitting just shy of $400,000 raised, uh, which is just epic. It's our, it's our biggest fundraiser for the year. Um, it's just awesome. Again, coming off two years of not being able to, to run one of these large races and to have that team, um, achieve that goal and to hit the, uh, the close to 400,000 mark is just, just amazing. Just so epic. So that was uh, how we started November <laughs> and uh, and it just kept going. Uh, our second thing we're going to recap here is our push-pull program. You know, push-pull is a year-long year program. It's in our fitness um, portfolio. It, it allows uh, brick and mortar gyms, whether it's a CrossFit, uh, hit class, whatever type of fitness you do, um, you know, you can do the push pull and we have just seen, you know, November has just been a, a really attractive month for this workout. We've had close to 15 gyms put on our push pull workout. We've got well over 250 athletes this month putting on the push pull, uh, program. So it's just been really, really cool to see gyms from all over the country just get involved um, in this program and help raise awareness. Um, you know, the, the evolution of this program has been really cool. Vin Camp is our program manager on it, and Vin does a great job with that. Uh, we've got a great incentive program, but not everyone's a marathoner, which we knew that a long time ago. So the push-pull program really gives anyone the opportunity who works out the ability to raise awareness, amplify our message of a world without pancreatic cancer and help those in need that are fighting right now uh, and help us fund research towards a cure and early detection protocol. So it's just really, really cool to see that program again, you know, similar to the running community, you know, a lot of gyms uh, around the country and in a lot of states, I know here in Connecticut, a lot of the gyms were closed for a long, long time and, and a lot of gyms didn't reopen, uh, which is sad to see. So it's just awesome to see the explosion on on that program here in November. Thank you to all the the gym owners. I know the last uh, twenty months have not been easy for any of you guys, uh, but to allow your community to get involved in our community is just so special to see. And so it's just awesome to see people. You know, I said twenty six point two is hell of a hell of a thing to do. You know, try doing burpees for 10 minutes or, you know, our push-pull workout, which is a 20-minute workout, uh, which involves some 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 crazy, I shouldn't say crazy, but it's uh, it's not an easy workout by any means. But as we say, um, in a lot of what we do, it's nothing like doing chemo. It's not chemo. Um, you know, you could get through it. And that's nothing like what our uh, survivors that we support the patients that we support via our patient financial aid program go through day in, day out. So uh, thank you to those gyms for really stepping up and uh, for helping us amplify, support patients, support research. 
uh, it's been a great, great November for our push-pull program. So thank you to all those gyms who, uh, who jumped on board and, and all the participants who helped fundraise and support the cause. Our next uh, recap moment was World Pancreatic Cancer Day. And that was uh, Thursday, uh, November 18th, uh, which was really special for us this year. Uh, typically, we we try to do something, <laughs> I, I say a little bit outside of the box. Uh, I know in years past, we, we've had, I, we've handed off the torch where we had consecutive running for the entire world. I think that attributed about 36 hours of running. And uh, we did like 30 minute segments every 30 minutes. Someone was handing off the, the torch per se to someone. Um, we've done a treadmill event inside where a couple years, excuse me, a couple years ago, we, uh, we actually tried to get 46 miles. I believe it was within like an eight hour span on a treadmill nonstop. So we've done some really fun things, uh, with world pancreatic cancer day. And this year we, we kind of took a different twist to that. Um, we wanted to try to, you know, amplify within communities across the country you know, our message and our mission, um, and just getting people to light up landmarks, uh, purple. So we, we had wonderful representation from around the country, um, here in Connecticut. Um, we had landmarks lit up in New Britain and Beacon Falls down in Florida. We had the, the Miami port, uh, lit up in purple, um, in New York, in particular the Hamptons. Uh, we had, uh, monument in Southampton, also a couple firehouses out in the Hamptons, um, lit that put their lights on purple. Um, in Oklahoma, we had a bunch of landmarks uh, lit up in purple, and it was just really great uh, to see. Also in Nebraska, uh, we had some stuff in Omaha that was lit up purple um, in awareness of World Pancreatic Cancer Day. And you know, people tend to say like, "Well, what, what, you know, what does that do?" Well, it, it starts the conversation. You know, and, and that's really where everything we do and hoping to raise awareness, not only for our mission, but for the disease itself is all about having the conversation, right? So the more and more we have these conversations about pancreatic cancer, the more awareness we generate. So, you know, this is a big piece of this podcast on why we do this podcast is to to raise awareness and to have the conversations and to share those conversations with survivors and clinicians and people that have been touched by this disease, because that's how we generate awareness. That's how someone listening to this episode who maybe had no idea about pancreatic cancer, had no idea the signs and symptoms, but you know what? Maybe they see a landmark in Oklahoma. I'll use that for example, lit up in purple, and they look into that, like, why is that lit up in purple? Oh, pancreatic cancer. Oh, okay, what's pancreatic cancer? You know, I knew about it. Like, you know, I knew about Alex Trebek, but like, what are the signs and symptoms? Oh, those are the signs and symptoms. Rapid weight loss. Oh, abdominal pain, lower back pain, jaundice. And maybe when that person who didn't know anything about pancreatic cancer now knows a little bit about pancreatic cancer, but hopefully, well, we don't hope, but maybe if in, if in fact that person does get impacted by the disease, they know that much more about the disease and are able to get attention, address the concerns, address the needs that much sooner 
because they saw something lit up in purple or they saw a social media post from one of our followers or one of our participants about the signs and symptoms or about a building being lit up in purple to raise awareness. That's how this happens. That's how we create change is having these conversations and having the communication and raising the awareness, doing podcasts and sharing this podcast so people are aware. The more that people become aware of this disease, the more that we will have success down the line for that next person that hopefully gets diagnosed early on, early on stage versus late stage, and does it ignore signs and the symptoms? And, and I know there's probably people listening going, well, the, the signs and symptoms are so vague, but at least people know. So maybe then they will go to their doctor and say, hey, I've got this lower back pain. It just won't go away you know, and, and may, the doctor then will do further testing. Or, hey, I've lost 10 pounds in a month. I really haven't changed anything. You know, something's not right. It's not just stress or it's not just, you know, hey, I'm not eating, you know, a full meal every day. Um, you know, I'm not getting a full three meals in. I'm skipping, you know, lunch because I, I'm too busy at work. That No, that's not the case. You know, so these are the things this is how change happens is having these conversations, building the awareness and, and why we do the things we do. I mentioned the podcast. We've had some great guests here on the podcast this month. Um, we've had survivors, clinicians. Um, you know, the podcast has been an amazing journey. Um, I never envisioned this podcast to be what it's become, but we've embraced it. Uh, we've got a great lineup coming for you in 2022. We've got some great guests here in 2021. Really excited for where this podcast has has taken us on this journey. We've shared so many amazing stories of survival and, and people that are in this field trying to find a cure, which is just so, so, so inspiring on so many levels. Um, and then we've had participants on board um, on the podcast that, that do what they do and, and why they do it is just so awesome. So be on the lookout. We've got a full slate of podcasts coming up that you're going to love. I know you're going to enjoy. And uh, we can't wait to uh, continue to put out more and more episodes to help amplify, raise awareness uh, for what we do here at Project Purple and for the pancreatic cancer community as a whole. Another thing that we uh, we did here in November is our turkey run. So we brought this back and, and you know, last year was a little bit different. There weren't any physical turkey runs. Everything was virtual. It was a huge success. Um, and we said, you know what, let's bring it back. Uh, you know, the turkey runs are back in person, but this is a great way. There's a free option. There's a turkey shirt, uh, our traditional turkey shirt that we've created. Uh, we've got well over 300 people registered this year. Again, another great success. Kudos to the team um, and our ambassadors who have really pushed this, uh, but just really gives an opportunity for the community as a whole to, again, help raise awareness, help amplify the mission of Project Purple, and to help us continue to do what we do and helping to help patients that are battling, help raise money for research towards a cure and early detection. So the Turkey Run was a huge success this year. Once again, uh, it's great to see. I think we covered pretty much the entire country um, in terms of rep representation. I think we were like one or two states 
off from being, uh, you know, having a person in every state in the country run on Thanksgiving Day, um, run, walk, or jog, doesn't matter. So it's just really awesome to see kind of the bandwidth and the the outreach from around the country. And even we had some international people as well. Um, we had people in Hawaii. Uh, so just awesome to see that that happen. And then last, uh, this episode will air um, close to Giving Tuesday, which is traditionally, you know, uh, the, the day of giving throughout the year, even though I'd like to say every day is the day of giving. Uh, but, you know, we have our own day here in the charity space, which is really big to the public to give to their favorite charity, which is uh, always that uh, that first uh, that last Tuesday in November, um, or the first Tuesday in November this year, it falls on, on that last Tuesday here in November. So we're excited to have that um, in November, and just awesome uh, to have again an opportunity for our donors, our supporters, to you know support Project Purple on Tuesday, November thirtieth. You know, with support financially to help us help patients and also help fund research towards a cure and early detection. So November has been amazing. Uh, 2021, you know, if, if we went back to January of 21, I don't know if, if we could have predicted how great November would be for Project Purple here for us. Um, you know, there's so many highlights, so many people, and I just wanted to thank the community as a whole, our ambassadors who've been with us through the whole year, who've really helped push our mission through the last 20 months um, when we needed it the most and where our patients needed us the most, our ambassadors really stepped up. So kudos to them. Kudos to all the runners from from all our teams this year. Just been a, a magical ride. And, and all the supporters through all of our programs, push-pull supporters, our turkey run supporters, our supporters uh, through Pass the Torch, which is another great program that's still ongoing, which gives people the opportunity to run every day for their loved ones um, or those people that are fighting, make those miles matter. And uh, that's just been a great program throughout the year, throughout the last 20 months, honestly, through the pandemic. So just really, really special. 2022 looks like it's gonna be a great year for us. Uh, we have some exciting announcements to launch very soon uh, regarding 22. So make sure you stay uh, in touch with us uh, via social media. We'll be making announcements on our social media platform. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, for those of you guys that are on TikTok, Project Purple's on TikTok now, but we've got some exciting news about events some new events, bringing back some old events, some newer events. And just, we are really looking forward to kind of carrying this momentum that we've seen here in 21 into 22 to allow us to continue to do the great things we do in helping patients battling pancreatic cancer and also funding some amazing researchers that are trying to find a cure and an early detection test for this thing called pancreatic cancer. So that's a wrap of this episode of the Project Purple Podcast talking about November. If you like what you hear today, please feel free to share this episode. Help us raise awareness of our mission of a world without pancreatic cancer. And also feel free to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Till next time, please be safe. And thanks for listening. 
That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. Mm-hmm.